Welcome to RPG Ramblings with Jeff Jones. This is a weekly show exploring the various details of the tabletop RPG hobby through discussions with interesting people. Today, Stefan Surratt joins me. We talk about his Kickstarter project, Elfland, Beyond the Fields We Know. This is a DCC project that is full of fun art, intriguing content, and cool swag. You don't want to be left out. Join all the cool kids and back it. We talk about plenty of other cool stuff, and sisters and brothers, let's just get to it. It's time to get rambling. Hello, Stefan. Hey, Jeff. So, you are close to launching, or did you launch the Kickstarter? I've, I've launched. Today. We're recording on day two of, uh, of the campaign. Oh, my goodness. I can be like one of those people. I don't mind it when they do it. It's like they, it's like click, 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 backer kit or not backer kit Kickstarter. So, what is the name of your Kickstarter? Elfland Beyond the Fields We Know. A, a little long, but uh, but there it is. Elfland Beyond the Fields We Know. It's uh, that's the title of a zine. But uh, I got more than that. I got a zine. I got two like full size modules. I got a pamphlet adventure. I got a sew on patch, and uh, and we've already hit stretch goals to. All the backers are getting an original song by Luke Body. They're getting bookmarks, and uh, as of recording, we're like a hundred bucks away from adding, uh, Whoa, the first one go. of our stickers. Seven thousand nine hundred twelve dollars. I I did not think I'd be here at this time, but I am very happy about it. Well, do you know what that means? We need to go to Kick Track to see how rich you're going to be. <laughs> I looked at it yesterday and it was like, you're going to get $51,000. I'm like, all right, kick track. I look forward to you being right one day. Cause you are never right. Never see. I think, uh, I bet it's even higher now. Oh, maybe. I mean, I mean, we'll see. It started slowing on day two. So kick yeah, track might you're, be you're, you're training to $87,000. Well, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to put in my two weeks notice tomorrow, man. <laughs> Quit no reason for the day job now. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, congratulations. That's got to feel good. It does. It does. Uh, uh, you know, day one was like, oh, they really like me. But, uh, you know, the, the day three through everything except that last 24, 48 hours will hit soon when you're when it's the middle parts. And you're like, please, I need my dopamine hit number go up. <laughs> yes. Come on, dopamine. Come on, dopamine. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's uh very nice. No, that's that is absolutely great. That is that is there's nothing more, you know, getting getting to the uh I mean, and I think the other thing we all have is we all, you know, uh like we talk, you try try to keep yours so you you usually I believe if I recall correctly, you really try to put your 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 uh um your funding goal at a, yeah. a, a, at a, like what you kind of think you get and what you need to get, not like a little bit lower. No, no, I, yeah, I, it, the funding goal was 2000 and it was okay. If I make $2,000, I can print everything and I can ship everything and I'll, I won't have covered my art costs, but I will have covered, you know, the printing and shipping costs and, uh, and, and I'm on my way to covering my art costs at this point. Hey, I'll actually make some some. Problems. Oh, that's right, because you got shipping in here too. Yes, yeah, shipping's in here too. I try to put stuff out quick, so 
I mean, layout is almost done. Layout, like 75% of layout is done. Um, people, I, I, you know, it's going to finish on February 8th. Uh, I put in here, I'll be able to get folks their PDFs in March. I might even do it, like, I might be able to get it to them a little sooner than March. But, uh, and folks will get printed stuff in April because I've got the main zine done, except for one last page where the OGL was going to go, but it won't anymore. <laughs> um, this page I've is got, intentionally left blank. <laughs> I've got one of the adventures all done. I've got uh, the pamphlet adventure all done. Uh, the the only one that uh, and I the, the last adventure Christopher Robin's nightmare is Winnie the Pooh's public domain now so uh, I had some fun with that uh, that is that just got sent to the editor so uh, that that'll enter layout in a couple of weeks but I'm I'm not waiting on any art like I'm I'm tr I want to get stuff done and out as quick as possible because it's all the prep time is before the Kickstarter for for me that's how I like to do it. Yeah, it's like fun. The layout looks nice. The um, so the art looks wonderful too. You, you mm -hmm. must have uh, had some really good stuff going on, especially for the the cover and and the uh, the, the patches. Yes, that is by Bruno Prosecco. Uh, he also did um the Brimstone Cradle and the Hills That Hunger. The cover for that for me, my Weird Frontiers adventure, but. He was awesome. He's he's great. He's most people probably know him uh, more so from the cover of Knock Issue Three, and he's it's not out yet, but I, I saw on Twitter he's doing the cover for Knock Issue Four as well. So he's he's just an astoundingly good artist. I basically was like, hey, a journey through Elfland is like the theme, or wandering through Elfland, and it'd be cool if a guy was like on a path towards a castle or something. And here's two inspiration images. Do you need more? And he was like, no, I got it. And he just came back with something absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's kind of a combination of, of I would say, the who's the guy from, um, from, uh, from the, um, boy, I'm really losing it, uh, Monty <laughs> Python. Uh, is it Gilliam? Uh, yeah, Terry Gilliam. Yeah, it's almost got a, a slight Terry Gilliam with kind of almost a brutalism with a little bit of like a, a like apocalyptic kind of, but not like even like an earthly apocalypse, but like a weird fantasy, like things yeah, are gone sideways. Like the, kind this of. is when, if you're in the Feywild and things get really bad, this is what it looks like now. It looks super cool. Well, and I think what it does is it definitely, it, it just definitely sets it apart. So yeah, it's, it's not your traditional, I was thinking like, yeah, forests, lots of green. And he's like purple and red and yellow. And I'm and it looks, it's so eye-catching, and yeah, it's really unique. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, I'm, the other thing I'm thinking about, too, is, you know, you know, YouTube's got those, I get suckered in, you know, like, you know, the, you know, the 12 uh, new uh, trending design, uh, or two, 12 top design <laughs> trends for 2023, and and you know, things like that. My wife was watching one of those last night. <laughs> yeah. It's interior design, but <laughs> okay, yeah. So I was looking at the 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 font that's used here, um, and I can't remember what that was termed, but it's kind of going back to a '70s aesthetic, it, a psychedelic. It's font. called like retro magica or something like that. Yeah, it, it it works really well, and I, well, and also you know I can't remember. There's another trend. There's two, but it it, it was off of uh, Vasily's uh, uh, dungeon. That weird font he used. That that DGN. 
Yes, uh, I I need to pick that up. It's got a lot of good art in there. A lot of good Stefan Pogue art. The 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 better Stefan. Yeah, and so <laughs> it's it's like you know you know of course why wouldn't Vasily be on the cutting yeah. edge of, of trend? You know he was he was what's trending in he he puts out in 2022 what's trending in twenty twenty three because yeah <laughs> he's the, he's the one leading. We're the wake. <laughs> So we're trying to catch up. We're, we're in our own way. No, <laughs> never, I'll never be Mozilla, unfortunately. But anyway, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. We no, have really. our own strengths. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> um, the uh, no, so that's that's really great. Um, I think the problem was, I think I've misunderstood, and I think I need to go through this again. Because what also threw me off when I saw the amount that was funded, and maybe because I because there's also I'll just also uh, shout out to uh, this old dungeon that you were on, and uh, with uh, with Luau Lu and company, I thought this was just a pamphlet. No, so uh, there <laughs> is made eight thousand dollars off pamphlets. It's... No, so yeah, it's the the like. It's fifteen bucks for the PDFs, or it's thirty, or well, or you can do thirty for the the zine and the adventures, or you can do thirty five for the zine, the adventures, and a patch, or forty five for get your stuff signed as well. Just a little, little extra, thank you. But so there's a pamphlet that is a funnel for Dungeon Crawl Classics, for like the PCs are stolen by a witch, transported into Elfland, and forced to mine. She wants them to mine out the literal heart of a volcanic mountain. And it's like a funnel adventure that you can do in under two hours. So it's like nice bite-sized DCC and also gives you a way to start your campaign in Elfland instead of the normal human world. But then there's a scene that's 48 pages and it's all about, it's your judge's toolkit for adventuring in Elfland. And then there's two level two adventures for like, okay, you've got that tool. You've, it's got some adventure locales. It's got some good resources for making stuff up for how a campaign goes but here's also two adventures you can run in elfland so like it it's a whole package that i tried to make and you know give people a lot of stuff so that they can actually run a game there yeah no that's really great and i think it, it just goes to show that i really don't really pay attention to something <laughs> Well, you know, you, I'm guilty of that as well. You start listening to a podcast and you want to listen to it. You're listening, right, listeners? Um, and then you start getting absorbed in something else because you're listening to a podcast while you're doing other things. So I'm at work. Um, I got another project I may be working on with another person. Um, and I was thinking about, it's kind of a big project if it works out. And I was thinking about basically, you know, kind of creating a, 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 a Gantt table. And in my mind, I was going through the Gantt table and how it would be arranged. <laughs> and I was walking back from the restroom and there's like a, a turn to go down to our set of cubicles. And I started to walk past it and I stopped. And then I kind of like turned like, is this mine? And one of the gals saw me. <laughs> She's like, do you forget where you okay? sat? I'm like, yes, I did. It's like, I just was gone. <laughs> I'd much rather be thinking about that than the nonsense at work. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're. You've told me a little bit about what you do at work. I'm, I'm also like spreadsheets and meetings all day. You know, uh, 
goodness he, i wish kick track was was right and, and i could be doing this all day yeah they just don't realize it that that, that, that things go down after the first two days because kickstarter's new and they're new to this so mm-hmm. they, they they know that they <laughs> you think they would just you know it would have like a giant salt shaker <laughs> and the salt shaker would get smaller as the as the uh you know the, the projects progress yeah. yeah exactly it's like okay but uh what do you yeah. mean it's not a straight line yeah it's like <laughs> it's it's just insane it's insane um um so anyway no it's like no it's that's great you've actually really it's really a fun project so you you also so here's the other thing i heard i'll, I'll we'll just we'll just talk uh it's just between me and you mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. The uh, talking about project, I think I was talking with uh, another person, and they said that really, in general, the the post apocalyptic stuff doesn't sell as well as the fantasy. Yeah. I noticed you you even though you did do the the Christmas one, this is a, a switch. I guess you did. No, that's not true because you did. I, the, I did the mute multiverse. The... Yeah. yeah, the that's for Mutant Crawl Classic. So I started out with the post-apocalyptic thing. Then I did a you're in the middle of the apocalypse weird west thing. Then I went post-apocalypse again, and now I'm finally doing fantasy. So, it, and so I mean, I guess the question is like, do you think that the the, the do you, like you know I, I know you're you're shocked. So we're just we're just gonna do the analysis. It's it's nice to do the analysis of how you did better than you thought you were going to do than the analysis of why didn't I do as well as I thought I should do. <laughs> yes. That, that is definitely a, a more fun one to do. Um, I mean, I do being DCC, just looking at dungeon crawl classics and, and the things that I mostly make stuff for. I've done some other stuff. I did like a, a rune, a series of realms and runes, like a, a solo grid based game by Spencer Campbell. It's really fun. I did a couple things for Primal Quest and that's Diogo Nogueira's like stone and sorcery yeah. thing. But um but yeah, and I'm 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 doing this fantasy thing. I think it's doing well cuz uh I've taken my I've built up a little bit of a following. People like me. I hang out in the DCC like Discord communities and on the subreddit a lot. I post on our OSR. So yesterday morning, you know, day one of launch when I post on you know, the various subreddits I think will be good for me. I got, you know, I, I, I wrote my title the right way. I did all the right stuff and, and lucked out. And I was at the top, you know, at the top of the OSR subreddit for a while. So that was good. Um, I may not have gotten there if it was a post-apocalyptic thing. Maybe not, because more people are into fantasy. That's just where more of the TTRPG right. sphere goes towards. And also because there, I mean, there's a lot of different types of fantasy, but there's a lot of different types of post-apoc. Um, but I'm also doing better because I am offering a lot of different stuff. Like my past stuff, it's been like, here's a zine, it's 12 bucks plus shipping or something like that. Uh, this is a zine and two full adventures and a pamphlet and a patch. And I've got like the first stretch goal was for an original song that you can hear about the first minute of in, in the Kickstarter video. So it, you know, the, you, you're not getting it for 12 bucks. Cause there's too much stuff to, 
Like that, that's not feasible as a business person. I have to pay taxes on this. I can't right. do that. So everything costs more. So of course the number will be higher in general. Uh, right now I've, but it, it's kind of the question of how much it will grow. Um, my last Kickstarters, they've all ended with like between 220 to 250 backers. Right now I've got 211. And so the question is, well, did I get all the people from last time? Is this it? Right. Did I already catch them or, or will it grow? You know? I, and, I, and I need to do the numbers for, because I think in some ways you're, at least you stayed with the same system, but you're kind of all over the map too. And I don't know, you know, like what, what core is, you know, people that buy my stuff is just like, oh, it's a Jeff Jones thing. Or if it's, if it's just strictly the content, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure what exactly it is. And I haven't really done the, I need to do analysis to see, you know, who actually, you know, how many people carried over. But it's also kind of, what's weird is because of backer kit. Now I'm also having people buying backwards too. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah. You can, you can look at your Kickstarter backer report thing and, you know, compare, find duplicates in, in Excel or something. I don't, you can, you could figure it out if you wanted to. Yeah. Even backer kit. I know you, don't, you say you don't use backer kit and I'm not going to necessarily, um, I think at this moment, it's working out for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I get it. I get a check at the end, uh, but uh, the um, yeah, I've got to do the full analysis on that. So I've also so I, I pay somebody to help me with the Kickstarter and World of Game Design and Zach Goins, um, especially um, helping with the backer kit. I could not do the backer kit by myself. Because it's just at least I could one day, but right, it's it's, it's you not... you have this is not our day jobs. We don't have infinite time. We right. have forty hours at least a week that are towards actually paying the bills. We have a families, you know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure you would love to figure out backer kit and not pay other people and get to be be able to keep a little bit more money, but uh, you don't have the time for that. Exactly. Well, and I think what it is, is at least I'm coming out ahead uh, on this. Not necessarily a lot, but there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on. You know, like for instance, and I need to do analysis. I was putting the shipping on from, it's a move from Kickstarter. Like, hey, I'll save, instead of paying 10% on, on shipping, because your mm -hmm. Kickstarter takes a chunk out of that. Yeah. I'll get it at uh, Backer Kit and only charge me five. But then I'm looking, if I understand it correctly, when I'm looking at the Stripe charges. It's probably three it, and a half extra Well, on that five. Well, no, it's, it's I think also there, yeah. And there's also, if, because I also made them, if you're only charging a little bit of shipping, because like some, I think it was um, a set amount. I made a mistake. I, I charged shipping on one and there had to be a little bit of adjustment. But when your transactions are just a few dollars, there's a fit. It's Stripe. It's like a percentage plus 50 cents. Yeah. So if you've got like 200 backers at $2, your percentage is much higher than if it was one block of people. And so you're, I don't know. I, this is hard. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, the, <laughs> those I hidden think. fees and transactions, just like everything. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like anti. Yeah, exactly. The microtransactions. It's like, wow. Like 
I don't know. So, but I'll, anywho- I'll say it. This is this is a a thing. Probably not that interesting to most listeners. But I was told today online, like those like fees, you can count those. At, like keep track of those if you can. Those can be business fees on your taxes. Oh, they are. So, yeah. you, so no, I definitely should be. I didn't know that last year's taxes should have been a little better for me, but I know now. And uh, for... yeah, basically everything you pay, take everything, everything, everything you, everything you. I'm not a tax accountant, so anyway, yeah, not every, legal every, advice. Everything you bring in, and then it's gonna be in one column, and then everything. Do you pay for a, a, uh, an accountant? To do your taxes, yeah, yeah. And then, I'm not, then they should be taking uh, you. Then, then you take all your expenses, and also it's like you go to conventions. You can write that off. Mm-hmm. And I've actually so what I had is I had a photography business before, so I've already established. Not it was it was it was it was just freelance work part time, but but you you kind of knew how things worked a little bit. Yeah, and I already had the accountants. You know, knew what was going on, so it's just like okay. Switching over, so like, you know, I start saying I'm I'm doing this. He's like, "So what is this again?" Okay, <laughs> I'm Dungeon, printing books. It's just, just Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I'm, I'm making books. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, everything. So your your mileage, uh, your your everything. So really, everything that yeah. you. But really I, I didn't know about those like stripe fees counted and stuff like that. I didn't know that counted. I knew about yeah. the rest. Yeah, it's it's also very confusing because I just got my statement from stripe and I, I need to double check it but it's like it showed me everything that i got from you know kickstarter but but kickstarter didn't give me that full amount so it's just like you know, yeah it's so like okay wait the... so yeah so you and how do they get reported you you know it, it's best to have an account so um but anyhow but backer kit backer kit does a lot you can do a lot with analyzing you can do a lot of really cool stuff um and it kind of does tell you but the thing i found is i get weird stuff that that goes wrong and zach Mm -hmm. will be like who's done a lot of backer kits a lot of kickstarters zach goins has done i don't know how many then tens of let's call it dozens dozens yeah he's like i've never seen that before that's weird i've never seen that before (laughs) (laughs) they had about three or four times and two kickstarters like huh I've never seen that before. That's weird. <laughs> it's my it's life. The Jeff Jones curse. <laughs> yes. So anyway, um, but my point is, is I think if you if you have a where it works out good for me, where it's worked out for me is I need to do full numbers. But I think in general, the backer kit's kind of paying for a lot of those services that I had um, and even yeah. uh, distribution. So I'm having them, uh, they distributed a good portion of Gary's Appendix 1. I'm doing the distribution for uh, Fane, and we'll see about going forward. But but anyway, the um, backer kit is a good way of selling, uh, you know, basic merchandise, and um, it, it, it helps. Yeah, I'm sure it... Well, I I try to have that quick turnaround time, so I've felt backer kit isn't that like necessary to me as opposed to you know if you have a long turnaround because you're you need the money for actually funding the project more more so than printing it, uh, and you know you have that six month or year long turnaround time. Backer kit's definitely more important in that kind of situation. Well, but it allows but, so what it allows you to do is you can customize. So here's the, here's what's kind of crazy. 
like for instance, let's say you want to do a um, let's say you want to do a merchant tier. Oh yeah, and you, the... say, and you say you can put in your Kickstarter merchant tier. Um, you get you know basically five issues and it'll be fifty percent off. And then backer kit, you can you can put like for different levels of backing, you can set up offers for those specific tiers. So if you've got like those people, you could say, you know what, you want more? Here's you can buy another one at fifty percent off. Yeah, the back and, catalog. And then you could have people like, for instance, if you got people in the um, so if you got people like say in the uh, a tier that's non-US. You could set fulfillment stuff only for the people that are not in the U.S. That could be additional stuff, or likewise. I mean, you can mm-hmm. you can customize in a lot of ways exactly what you're offering to whom. Like Frank, like maybe you want to offer T-shirts. I'm probably going to do that. People are asking, oh. and I talk to the artist, and I don't know if I'm crazy. Yeah, I don't know. So if you do, <laughs> I want to know how this goes because it it can go either good or bad. What I'll, I would I'll do. let you know. I, I've, uh, I've, so I have an Etsy shop. No one's bought anything from it. I set it up like last week, but in it, and I put like the company logo, the Dragon Peak Publishing logo on a t shirt. And it's like a, they handle the fulfillment and inventory. Like I set it up through a service. So okay. I don't have to deal with like inventory at my, you know, I don't have to deal with like a box of, you know, 30 smalls that don't ever get sold <laughs> or right. whatever. Uh, but I'll, I'll let you know. I, I, I've just started dipping my toes into that. Well, cause I was, I thought about it, but it's just like, boy, it's like what happened. And, and I think if they're doing it directly, and that's what I was going to suggest is you could either like, you know, set somewhere where they could just get, you give them a coupon, you know, or something. Cause it's just like, the thing is what, if, what if the, you know, what if the t-shirt comes out to be crap? Now you're, yeah, now you're dealing I, in t-shirts like like my 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 t-shirt's got a problem okay <laughs> does it have an extra hole yeah does it not have enough holes <laughs> so where i think where if you say you know here's 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 a shop and and you know what as a as a backer you know you get like you know like 10 percent off or 15 percent off or whatever and that just takes it out of your hands completely. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's very cool. And also sticker mules got a thing where you can get $5 off of a shirt. I, was, I thought about, I never designed a shirt before. I thought about doing that because I don't have enough going on right now. No, certainly not. <laughs> that's why all my stretch goals are things like bookmarks and stickers and posters so are you going uh, and... to do, are you going to fulfill through media mail? Or are you going to go do, uh, are you going to do first class first, or first class? Okay. Uh, cause, cause I can use a pirate ship to like create all those level uh, labels and print them out at home. Yep, so, yep. and, and they don't, you can't do media mail that way, you, but you can do first class and they have a discount. No, you can, you can do media mail that way. Uh, oh, maybe that's new. Last time I did it, which was a little while ago, media mail was not an option. It is available for money. No, you have to click a special box to unlock mm. it. Oh, man, I couldn't find Well, anyway, I'm gonna have not media anyway. So there's patches, a bunch of people are getting patched. So that's well, the thing is, if you if you send patches or even technically bookmarks, you're violation yes. of media mail. Yeah, I mean, I've I've just sent first class. If I'm going down to the post office for like one thing, because I've you know I uh, a 
one backers thing got lost. I'll ship that first or I'll ship that media mail because it's probably just a book. Um, but yeah, I, I've generally done first class because the, the discounted rates through them are, are pretty good. And um, getting to print out 200 labels and do that at home. Um, well, I get, well, I, like you said, I guess I can do media mail if I want. I just didn't know. Yeah, uh, there's basically a checkbox you have to do and it unlocks like a bunch of things that you can do. And the only thing you care about is media mail. And this is the only thing that's like media mail in that whole set of options. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. <laughs> well, it sounds really well hidden, but I've, yeah, I've got so much like swag that I'm, I'm thrown in this time. won't be able to do it. Yeah. But I would have before that would have been handy. I probably would have saved a good bit of money because on my last Kickstarter shipping, I think shipping was, I think it, it, it was around a thousand dollars. I don't remember. Oh yeah. Yeah. Above or below. Yeah. It was a lot. Well, so I was looking at the difference between uh fan of the fly God and, um, and, um, Gary's appendix. It looks like Gary's appendix did better, but when you subtract out the, the shipping, because it wasn't the shipping, wasn't the fan of the fly guy. It's like, you know, there's, you know, there's $1,500 for the shipping or $1,700 yeah. of shipping more than that. So also, that was just what they shipped. I also did all the, I did all the, um, uh, I did all the um, non-US backers through Lulu and that was separate. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, trying to think about that through Lulu is another thing I should tackle at some point. But right, right now I've just been telling Don US backwards back for the PDF and and send me a message I'll, and I'll send you the the POD coupon code through drive through when when that's a thing. So I really hate. I, so this is what's funny. I thought about making a matrix. And, you know, so there's there's uh, there's one bookshelf, there's Lulu, and there's Mix. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I will say one bookshelf by far has the best customer support. Like those people are on it. Like they are on I, I've had little cause to email them before, but they've been very prompt. They, it's been good. But that interface and getting things to work, it is, it is torture. I hate it. Hate it. Hate. And then, uh, and I would say that if you're doing a zine, Mixum is by far the easiest to to uh, to upload and publish. So simple. I love Mixum for that. Drive drive through gets. Uh, I'm good at using drive through now, but it's oh. not intuitive. <laughs> but then if you do Lulu, but if you're doing uh, a, a perfect bound, Lulu's easier than Mixum. Because, okay. because what you have to do for Mixum, if you're doing anything that requires a cover, you have to have three documents to make the cover. You have to have the front cover, the back cover, and, and the, the spine. spine are three separate documents. Okay. I hadn't, I hadn't made a spine through them yet. It's all been staple bound. So, But I, I mean, I see it drive through. It's one document, but the different areas are outlined and they're a little thingy. But I, I see the reasons. And also found out that it got, I got some really bad results, but then I also found out what I was doing wrong. Um, but I also found if you do the, if you do a, upload a PDF to drive through mm -hmm. and then you use that little thing to like view it, the viewer, it will show you oh, if yeah. it's going to be glitchy when you print it. It will on drive through? 
Yes, I I, so I've actually had something that came out wonky. Like it was fine on Lulu. I did Lulu and drive through, and then I and it was like the I can't remember it was the color. Something was really wonky. It was off. And then, but when I looked at the PDF preview, it, as far as like if you upload a PDF, mm-hmm. and then you as a customer that you view it, it's that it was showing the display. It was actually displaying like it was printing, and I saw okay. the defects. I was that it was going to produce. It's like. Oh, that's kind of interesting. That's I didn't I didn't think of you being able to use that for the because it's a separate file for the PDF versus the POD. Yeah, so you're oh, if you're using cool. the same same PDF, the in yeah, it's the same. It, your file is still probably the same. You're still using the same output as far as the type of PDF and all that. I mean, other other than you know you're 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 doing an interior versus an exterior. Still, the mm-hmm. uh, it's still showing, and that's what allowed me to see what was happening but i still hate it i hate it i'm gonna i'm gonna try that out next time before i before i have to order a print proof so good tip yeah just right just right just upload the pdf and just view it and just give that as another another layer of of uh, and it's also kind of interesting so i so for fan the fly god i can print out uh pdf or uh, perfect bound books it's not cheap but i mean it's not it's it's not terrible your Lulu, but the hardback, just a single hardback from Mixum with shipping. Can you guess how much a single hardback Mixum with shipping uh, is? Uh, like a hundred dollars. Yes, a hundred dollars. Ding, ding, ding. You win. I, I printed one <laughs> copy of my last zine because I was like, well, I just need one. And and doing a a fifty six page zine, you know, half page size was sixty dollars. So what I've found is this is going to sound crazy because I plan on using them both because I like the the Mixum is a better quality publication. The print is is nice, but what I do is I end up doing proof copies with excuse me with um with drive with Lulu with Lulu, Lulu. and then I catch the mistakes at least most of the mistakes address that and then I order a proof copy from uh, from Mixum. I get so, you. Yeah, I did a I did a proof copy from drive through first because that's like ten dollars. Yeah. And then I did my expensive mixum proof copy, and then I ordered the the actual print run. That's how I did it last time. So similar similar way. <laughs> yes, because you don't want multiple. You do not want multiple proofs uh, runs no. from from mixum. No. <laughs> that will add up real quick. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's 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 quite a mess um but um it's uh it is is nuts so i guess the uh you know the big the big news not to be old news by the time it hits or people listen to is you know the this ogl 1.1 nonsense yeah it's debacle has that affected you in your plans it it sure made me anxious, but I was like, no, I'm going to, uh, I said it on like another interview uh, thing, but I, I basically said like, I'm too close to this. I want to get it out. I don't, and I don't, I basically, I was like, I don't think it will be an issue. I'll figure out a way around it. But like what I, what I came down to was like, if I have to print it with the OGL, I will disavow it in the same breath. The OGL will be printed on a page that the top says, by looking and or touching this product, you agree to rip out this useless page. And that would be like the last page in it. 
So I was like, yes, it's printed with the OGL and it should be torn out immediately. But now Goodman Games has said, hey, if you're doing a DCC type of thing, the OGL is no longer a requirement. You don't have to put any kind of license in there. Right. Put the company logo on front or the the compatible with logo on front. Put the like the legal Goodman Games thing on like, you know, one of the first two pages and, you know, and put our compatible with logo on the back. That's all you got to do. So no OGLs and uh, one of the the stretch goal, we'll we'll probably hit it for uh, the night is over, but one of the $8,000 stretch goal is a sticker that uh, says no WotC, no masters around the OSI. We're we're going to refresh this because you were uh, like $88 away. So let's see. (laughs) No, it's still there. Um, Well, if this was live, I would be, I would ask people to hurry and, and Jeff, let's fake it. Let's fake it. Let's, let's (laughs) just pretend. Oh yes, right now. We are just $88 away. If only we can get four, five super backers. We'll throw in an extra patch for those lucky people. Now the, uh, (laughs) the, uh, oh, that would be, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that sticker's pretty cool. So if you want in on this, on the no Watsy, no masters. I mean, pick it, get that sticker, find your favorite book that has the OGL in the back and just slap it over. It's perfect. Oh, man, I see what you're doing. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it's not going to be big enough to cover the whole OGL, but have some fun with it. (laughs) That's very clever. Um, The. Yeah, so I was the same way with I. I, So I have faith in the fly God. I just. I just hey right now as far as you know I kind of push it as a uh, old school essentials but it really mm-hmm. it it really isn't it is it is I mean I kind of I had the fundamentals basically it was anything that was statted the best diary basically is the only thing that really was I guess anything close to being had yeah, OSC. You didn't use like the the I mean I haven't looked at it like you of yeah. course but you didn't use like the the osc trade dress and how like the their modules are formatted no no okay no i didn't i didn't no not even close to their, their trade dress i i tried to kind of make it somewhat somewhere in the mod but it it's a goofy it's it's not a traditional thing anyway but anyway so yeah. i backed it it looked fun yes. I, I i went more fly gods <laughs> the uh the uh but the uh, so I just took the OGL out, and I just I'm not going to put the mm-hmm. uh, OSE sticker on because it doesn't really matter. I mean, it, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. And there's nothing but but man for Gary's appendix coming to Kickstarter. You know, uh, January 31st, I've got a bestiary, and I took those stat blocks directly from the OSE uh, uh, SRD bestiary. And if I remove the OSC or the OGL, then I'm not in compliance with the, uh, you know, with the old school essentials. You just you know, tweak a few names. That's all you got to do. Tweak well, a few names. Well, I took a number I, I there. Took, it's, it's not the, I, I mean, I, re, I mean, I could, but I mean, I really did. I did just take, you know, and that's not the most important part of it, but. I kind of wanted it where you could open I, up and you could run it. You didn't I, have to go. To I know. Book. I've, I've seen that. I'm I'm kind of joshing with you. Yeah, but I mean, but but I but I really was like, but I'm with you. It's like if I would have pulled it, I would have had to remove those stat blocks. You know, 
and now it's like well, well they're saying the the 1.0 a if you've already published with it like you're good whether you can they whether watsy says you can still publish with it in the future is still up in the air but if if you've previously published they're not trying to revoke that yeah and i'm not as far as what they've said right now i'm fine but like a week ago i wasn't like i was like you stressed out like it was really i mean i still think it's all just a trap you know they oh, held a gun to they held a gun to everyone's head and said give me everything you got and then their gun jammed and they're trying to clear the jam and apologizing to us at the same time uh that's that's what they're doing right now <laughs> yeah to me what it does it, it i think the thing is is there's there's a dichotomy, or like two different two different ways of looking at. It. There's things that they can do and things that they want to do. Yes, and we didn't think that they could. We never really worried about what they wanted. We didn't think, and maybe they, they can't, but they want to try. But now we know, and we know that that first version. I say well, we don't know, but I say we know. We I mean, know that, that, they were negotiating with Kickstarter under that. Contracts were signed with Kickstarter. So let's not pretend that first version was a draft is what right. is my take on it. Well, and I think that first version, too, was probably them feeling like they were being generous. And that's not where it was going to st stop. No. <laughs> so now we know we know they're really their intent. Even what appears to be their best foot forward is horrific. And secondly, whether they can't, now that's called a question. And yeah, so I, I don't have lawyer money like that. So I'll stay away. ECC uses different stuff anyway. They're, they haven't said anything of official, official, but it sounds like they're just going to remove it because they're not really using, you know, they're not, right. a, it's not a retro clone. So they're pretty golden. I think it's the people that have actually a different kind of issue. It's the people have integrated the wording. That's where it's going to, those are people it's kind of messed up. Yeah. But, it, but, it, but the thing is, it's like, you know, there's like the, was it the Tome of B? What's the one that was Frog Gods came out? They kind of created it. And... Yeah. I, uh, the, I think it was the Tome of Beast. Yeah. Where they like, they just did it too. <laughs> I feel, I feel really bad for them. I don't um, but that's, not yeah, an so, enviable position. Yeah, and I don't think ultimately, like you and I are so small. I don't have inventory. I could at any time I can just pull out that SR or that OGL. Not a big deal. And I don't have inventory um that is um you know massive amounts of inventory I gotta deal with. You know, it's it's minor. Overnight everything changes. But it, it's already, you know, that they said. 1.0 a stuff is good if you've already published so they're not going to try to do anything with that but boy they they made everyone real scared but um, i guess the point is to me is if you here's the way i think about it mm. at least the way i think about it, is back when they created the ogl uh they stated their intent yeah Ryan Dancy's been very clear about that. Other people who have been in the room have been very clear about it. People have been approached saying, I know it, you yeah. know, this and that. So for him to say, we're not going to do that really means nothing. Yeah. Because it they they could do it, they could change your mind next year or five years. Yeah. It, they I don't know. Uh we we can 
think about how they're going to capitulate all all over the place and <laughs> they probably should have just tried to build a really nice walled garden with D beyond and create an environment that people want to be in and lock them in that way but uh they they tried for more than that um, they did so what it did for me is i think as of late i feel fine with the old school essentials because i could have I feel with Gary's Appendix, it wasn't old school essentials dependent. Like it really was a nice marketing thing, but in general, it's just a general zine. It's not a, you know, so I could have removed that if I needed to, but I would have had to write more. Con I mean, it's pretty much all done. It's pretty much all laid out. I mean, I got, it's going through, it, it's like going through copy adding once that's done. I got a, just a tiny bit more to write. Yeah. Like a couple paragraphs here and a paragraph or two there, but it's done. It's done. It's done. I've not seen your PDF that you sent out to the backers. I got it. Yeah, it looked pretty solid then, and oh, I'm sure you. No, you, no, you no I'm not. More I'm not fan. I mean, Gary's appendix. I thought I got the Gary's appendix PDF. Well, you, you, that would be the fulfillment of the first one, but this is for Gary's appendix oh, two. Oh, two for two. Okay, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know you had anything but a pamphlet out for your Kickstarter, so it, it's okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying is yeah, my I'm going to Kickstarter pamphlet. Yeah, the fulfillment of that's all gone. It's it's not a big deal. But the thing is, but for the Kickstarter, that's where it was like I don't know what's going on. That's where it's yeah. like if it was going to be draconic, I would have had to strip it. I would. I probably would have had to write more content. Yeah, and I'm you know kind of tapped out at the moment. Uh, no, I, like, I get you. I was like, is this going to be my last OGL thing? This is going to be the last ride. And if I want to do things from now on, I'm I'm hopping over to Morkborg or something like that. And is is that what's happening? Morkborg's cool, but it's 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 not my main squeeze. Well, the yeah, and so that this so this has implications that are even further affect me. So, you know, we're doing um you got um this work for me on uh Journey into Madlands. Mm -hmm. Two. You know, that was going to be under OGL, so I could just put the put the old school essential sticker on it. But you know what? I don't need to. If I if I remove the OGL and remove the old school essential sticker, who cares? It's not going to really affect it. Yeah. The Gary's appendix is a lot closer to the, yeah, the source but there. Here's the other one where the OGL got kind of crazy. I am I am wanting to do a traveler-esque zine. So mm -hmm. it's um, like, well, the traveler doesn't do that. So where, where's the OGL come into play? Uh, people use Cephas Engine. Cephas Engine is written using the OGL. Okay, I did not know that. They did produce a traveler OGL, I think, at one time. But apparently, the I don't know the full history of the story. I need to get somebody on again, mm -hmm. but. But apparently, people felt that um, Matthews sprang Sprongware from Mongoose was getting a bit more like grabby about the OGL stuff, kind of like mm -hmm. what's going on with Wizards. So people walled him off, creating the Cephas engine. Okay. And, and cre they created an SRD kind of based off of the early edition of Traveler and was able to kind of wall that off. Well, then they were like, freaking out because he's like well if if the ogl is shaky and that's the ogl cephas engine using 
then Matthew Sprang or Sprong, how you pronounce his name from Mongoose, may be able to do the same thing the wizard's doing and nullify all their content. Yeah, I see how that gets scary real quick. Ugh. So if I'm gonna do this traveler, because I'm not a I'm not a traveler, I'm not I'm not I'm just you know, it, but you're not like in a finishy auto. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. A, I'm a veil. You, you know, you've got this vest. You got the 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 patches. You're on the podcast. <laughs> you're you're tied into a community. But me, I just kind of wander down. I sell my wares. I do. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Yeah, I wander in. I'm like, hey, Rune is cool. I, I like this solo thing. I'll do a Bloodborne inspired thing, and I do that, and then I wander away because I'm like. That was fun to do. I didn't make any money off of that, but that was fun. Yeah. So the traveler thing, I got to hit. I think if I get it like launched, like I don't feel like what I'm putting in this in the zine, I can strip out the OGL. Mm -hmm. I can put character because the stats of a of a traveler is a, is a string of numbers. Or it's actually hexadecimal. It can be hexadecimal. So it could be, you know, a... Five eight three nine a two. Okay, but that I can put that in there. Yeah, world generation, same same sort of stats. I can just do a planet. Did it? People know, and I can just tell what the planet's like. I don't have to to do that for skills. I can put you know blaster three. You know, mm -hmm. uh, jump. Yeah, you, know, uh, you know, ship uh, weapons two. Whatever it may be. I don't need I don't need anybody's permission to do that. But I really do need is recognition when I first put out that zine. And for people to say, oh, that's a traveler zine. Even it's got the Siva stick. I know what that is. That's where the well, that's I, I mean, you can find ways, for example, right next to me here, I have Oz, the the setting thing, which is kind of written. It's it's compatible with the fifth edition of something. Right. But the fifth edition of what? Is there an OGL to be found? Well, let me flip through the back. No, I do not see. And well, actually, no, very wrong. There's the OGL. Yeah. But <laughs> it uses all the stuff. Uh, actually, this uses more than I thought. But it's it's you know it gives monsters things like this is their good saving throw. This is their bad saving throw. I've barely looked at that. I've I've looked at the Neverland one more so. But you can find ways around making content for something is the oh, point I'm can. trying to make without you just have to be slightly vague. Well, but my point is is the the value is once you put that sticker on there, Cephas engine, it signals to everybody exactly what that is. Yes. And it and it signals to traveler buyers, oh, that's a traveler product. Yeah, you have to be dialed into a community and really a part of it to like get people to notice you if you aren't able to do that. So that's the reason for the shift is I wanted to get a couple issues, one issue out at least early before anything gets mucked up with that. So at least I capture a portion of the audience is once you get them captured as far as buying once. Uh, Becker kid. Yeah, yeah, they're maybe more likely. Gonna, they're going to send them, you know, the email. So that's mm -hmm. the reason for me making a very hard shift from from being something as you saw was, you know, it, it's a lot of it's, you know, a lot of uh, the initial work's done, um, but to something where it's like, you know, I got to get this other one figured out and figured out quick, and I don't even know, I don't even know the, I don't even know the name of the zine. I really don't. And there's a lot of things I haven't figured out. I haven't figured out the layout. I haven't. You, figured you got out. some concepts and a few <laughs> paragraphs here and there. It's all up here. 
Yeah, um, I got people writing some stuff, but then I got to like, in I, it, it's just I had to clarify, and so that's a hard shift. Here, I, and, we we can we get here. I got kind of a segue. Do you want to hear my bad traveler story? Yes. So, uh, I bought the like the mongoose book. Gosh, like fifteen years ago now. I want to say. It feels like that. It probably wasn't quite so long ago, but I, I bought it. I read it. Couldn't ever get my friends to play it. Um, last year, I got to play Traveler for the first time, and I did not have a good time, unfortunately, which uh, the buy-in was, you're not adults. We're going to use a, a different thing. You are all have some kind of illegal, psychic, genetic thing. No, no. And you're in this traveling ring ship that moves around so that you can't be caught because it's illegal to be psychic. Um, it was a Stranger Things ripoff, is what it was. We're, we're all the little psychic kids with 11. Oh. And I was like, okay, all, you know, all right, hey, this might be fun. Hey, a ring ship that moved, you know, hey, that's cool. Oh, and the, the two different rings, they go in opposite directions and whatnot. Oh, okay, this is neat. Um, but we don't have like the full stats because like we're like between. 11 years old to 17 years old so we don't I, I can't explain it better than that but but we aren't doing the normal character creation we also have these psychic abilities that are randomly determined it was like 45 minutes just to get our characters set up which is not the most exciting start to a convention game no and then and then it was an hour and a half before we like took a little bio break and that hour and a half was entirely oh my gosh uh three assassin droids have come here seemingly to kidnap us easy to figure out real quick they've killed everyone else but they're only trying to use stun guns on you you need to use your powers to take out these assassin droids your powers require you to you're going to do very minimal have very minimal effects unless you basically take these drugs that uh, essentially let you have better than normal stats uh but you get diminishing returns but, you know, on an average thing, you're able to do 1d6, maybe 2d6 damage to a droid with your special powers. You don't have any kind of weapons like that. Or maybe you can try to do like a Nightcrawler thing and bamf them outside the ship and then bamf back in. But if you want to do something cool like that, you better take a lot of drugs that turn. Um, I had like some fire powers, pyro stuff. So if I didn't take any drugs... 1d6 of damage is like all I can do, but I might be able to get up to 5d6 if I take a bunch. There are three of these assassin robots. In this kind of scenario, how much health do you think would be a good amount of health to give these assassin robots for, you know, fun combat? Oh, so you're basically doing 1 to 2d6. I would say a, a 6 could be pretty challenging. And uh, because because that's just your average for 2d6. 1d6, you're probably not going to to take them out yeah was, yeah your average damage is three four yeah i would say i would say six and that would be within average two hits you would take something out how about 75 health yeah <laughs> so that was like the first half of the session and when it was like oh hey does anyone need a bio break i was like yeah I grabbed my stuff and was like what else can I do before my next game? That was my bad traveler experience. First time I've been able to play it. Yeah, and it's what's strange is that you know, you know, you know, God bless him for that for the concept, but like, why yeah. would he use traveler? I don't. I'll if the only say, hammer he had in his toolbox, I guess. Yeah, 
later a, another player at that table came up to me he just saw me in the halls and he was like oh you were able to get away you good job yeah. <laughs> he wanted to but he didn't for some reason so it wasn't just me so yeah <laughs> now, we can, now we can gripe about something that's not the ogl yeah it's just it is crazy that and i think most of my i'm trying to think i i don't think i've had very many of those I don't think I've really had any of those types of experiences. Um, it was it was strange. It was not what I expected from Traveler. <laughs> oh, I've had some really weird, like I had something weird go on with a an Elric game that was it it was it was whack. But it, it was it was it was fine. But it was not what I was expecting. <laughs> and it was just weird. But it was fine. Uh, and uh, but I think you know to me you know you're going to a con, you know. It's kind of weird to do something that weird with, uh, because I mean, you're either going to get people that are there because they don't play Traveler, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. it's my opportunity to play Traveler," and you want the Traveler experience. Yeah. Or, uh, you get people that they just love Traveler and they're not going to really enjoy a, a a system that doesn't really fit. I mean, it should just, he should have used Fate. I, I don't feel like Traveler is the game people are like, yes, I want a session that's 100% combat. That's that's not really the uh, the draw of Traveler or or necessarily its strength. It's yeah, it's it's been stated that that combat is considered a failed state. That's yes. if you if you if things are being pulled, it's things have gone not right. It's like, yeah, exactly. But uh, now that is pretty that is. Is strange, but it, who knows what goes through <laughs> people's minds? But again, it may be the, the only hammer that he had in his, you know, it's like maybe, yeah, yeah it's like all I've got is traveler. I don't, I got this idea, sounds cool in my head. I can't stop binging this show over and over. I want to do Stranger Things, but not yeah. Stranger Things. I want to do this specific part of Stranger Things. He kept on the, the upside down part of the space ring. He was like, it's the upside down. <laughs> <laughs> And I was That's like, crazy. "Oh man, you're you're really into this." <laughs> I so I'm thinking about doing uh, a series of uh, well, actually going back to kind of change the subject a little bit, but I was also thinking about with what. Um, so I was talking to uh, Tim Shorts a while back, um, mm -hmm. and he talked about the RPG zine. He says, you know. He kind of was wishing there'd be more people putting stuff up that would be more like helpful stuff, and not that's anything wrong with us, you know, you know, putting Kickstarter stuff up there. Uh, so I kind of thought about maybe doing a like, so you want to make a zine kind of thing, but like a guide uh, to make like a zine about how to make zines. Well, no, just made short YouTube videos, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I was like, that's thank you for clarifying. Uh, the um, or forcing me to clarify, but so. So I've got this. So going back to the sci-fi, the the sci-fi thing, I really have a very mm -hmm. specific look I was wanting. I've got artists that are doing different stuff. They're all really good artists, but wasn't really what I wanted uh, as far as you know what they're putting out. What I because I know whatever I'm setting, I need to capture the audience and provide the feel exactly the way I want it. Yes. So I started looking through artists and different stuff, and it's it was kind of a hassle. So then I put in a. And this is a, I get a tip that's both good and bad, but I put in, there's a thing called Upwork where you can hire people. You can put out job uh, okay. posting. And one of the things they, they stated was, 
what your you can either do it per hour or you can do for the project. And then they ask, what's your maximum project amount? So I thought, hmm. like, if you could get the best person you could possibly get. Yeah. Like, just knock out of the park. You know, if, if it's, you know, Arthur Adams, the, the comic book illustrator, or uh, Frank Miller, whatever it may be, you're like, but, you know, but still, it's like, I got to, it's got to be reasonable. Like, I can't, like, what's the most, if I can get the best person, but there's a point where it's like, yeah, Frank Mill, I would love to have you, but I'm not going to pay, you know, $12,000 for this. You know, I, yeah, I would, I would love to have Stefan Pogue uh, do my cover art. He, he's great. I would, but he's, I've asked him what his rates are. He's quite expensive, deservingly so. Right, 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 um, right, exactly. And it's like, you know, for a Kickstarter, I don't know how well my Kickstarter is going to do. It's I doing know. well. Right, exactly. And, and, you know, even if it does really well, it seems to be doing really well now. I like to have a profit margin still. Like I've put a lot of work into this too. I, you know, it's at about eight grand now. I'm not keeping eight grand. I'm not keeping close to that. No. Um, but so I set to the very maximum amount that'd be willing to pay. And then it goes out to, and then they posted that as the amount. Mm. And so all, all these people are like, you know, and I'm like, Quite a bit more, not quite double what I normally pay. Well, I'd say it's like almost twice what I normally pay. Like, and then all these people are posting like to the maximum amount, and their stuff is like not good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Sometimes there's those calls for commissions. I see them on Twitter, and I'm like, I don't say anything because I'm not one to be mean. I'm not one to hurt people's feelings, but I'm just like, you you charge that for that? Like, okay, yeah. 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 And, and again, it's not that, you know, and, and I'm very happy with people who've done covers. I got phenomenal covers. Everybody's great. It's just that yeah. I really want a very specific look, but I end up, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll uh, I, I hope well. Yeah. I've been happy with every artist I've, I've worked with there, you know, some it's, it's easier than others, but like every piece of art I've, I've gotten from someone has always been amazing. But for the, for the price that I posted, which was high for RPG, but not like very high, you know, for others, I mm. had some people that have put off or you know put their their offer at their offer whatever their whatever they're accepting. Are they supposed level. to like bid down on each no. other or no. no? Okay, but there are some people there that are like very 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 good, um, and I would say yeah, they probably are worth definitely every dollar but it's not what i'm looking for but it's like you know yeah. there's a lot of other kickstarters that are doing some really cool stuff and if i was doing that stuff i'd hire this guy like this guy's done you know like um you know like for very big one guy did some very big magazines but it was very um it was very what's what i'm looking for very much titan but but my recommendation is so i did find somebody in fact they actually they actually went almost, they almost, they're asking almost 50% more than what I was, my budget. Oh. And I said, well, yeah, I, I said, your, your, your stuff's amazing. You know, but realistically, you know, <laughs> this is why. Yeah. I'm not trying to be amazing. a cheapskate. I'm just like, yeah. I, my expectations have been measured accordingly for so, what I can and, do. 
and then he's like, well, he asked me some stuff. He knew what I was doing. I created a web, I have a website. He looked at the website, I think. He's like, I can do it for what you're asking for. Yeah. Because I think he's kind of excited about doing this stuff. And I looked at his stuff. And so I was afraid he might be a poser. I, you know, I hear stories about <laughs> this. I've, I've heard a few. Haven't had that bad experience, but I've, I've heard a few. Yeah. So, but the stuff he's said and doing, uh, I don't think that's the case, but I thought, well, it's worth the risk. So uh, we'll see. But anyway, if you were looking, as you're looking for, and you can't find, you're going to get all sorts. And there's a lot of people I, I'm going to maybe try and see if I can use later on for spot art or different things mm-hmm. like that. But uh, try Upworks or uh, Fiverr, I think is probably another one. I, I, so I, I like keep a watch out on Twitter. There's also a, I think it's, r slash osr new art on sub on uh, that subreddit and then there's also a a discord server i'm on uh what's it called osr new art um it's probably not public because it's probably not that big but um i i keep a i keep an eye out for folks and and i actually i've got like a google doc list that'll have like okay this is their twitter name or you know this is the contact info i've been able to glean just from looking at the, their stuff online spotting something where it posted and here's a picture of there so i remember what their stuff looked like and may you know and uh I, I sometimes i go back to them and sometimes i just go and message an artist that i've worked with previously but that's how i found it out uh just looking online and keeping a poorly organized google doc yeah it's um it is uh it is hard, and you can spend a lot of time. Uh, you can spend a lot of time uh, mm-hmm. with um, just the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Look, looking for someone with the style that that you need to occupy the the space that that you have. Because I'm sure tra- traveler art has a different kind of vibe than fifth edition art, for example. Like you know. Or, or cyberpunk red art. Yeah. I, uh, I think, uh, it, and it, 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 it's just, it's just the amount of uh, the kind of load it takes is just, it's, uh, it just adds to the, everything else that you're doing, but, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, it's just, uh, it's hard, but anyway, what? Uh, project management. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's, I've, I've had to go and do, uh, so I've taken Gantt charts, stripped out the charting and just used the tables and expanded tables. It's just like, it's insane. <laughs> it's like, well, because if you've got Kickstarters, you want to have certain things done before. The problem is if you're a sane person, you do like one or two Kickstarters a year. Yeah. I'm going to do two, maybe three this year. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll go back to the post-apocalypse at some point. I, I got a candy mountain in the post-apocalypse uh, that I, I'm, people have had a lot of fun playtesting. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think the thing is, is I think what's also nice of what you're, you're doing is I think you're definitely, um, you're creating a, um, that's what I'm looking for. You're creating a, a, a vibe or a style too. I think that will, transcend mm-hmm. and carry well here's hoping <laughs> but yeah the, the elfland stuff i mean elfland stuff's been going well but i'm I'm sure the next thing i this is the big one like i don't think i'm gonna do like 
it's a zine that's 48 pages long pamphlet patch uh you know all the stretch goals and and a and a double feature like adventure module that with like a winnie the pooh 100 acre point crawl and a beauty and the beast inspired manor style dungeon crawl like i'm not going to be doing all that every time that's it's so much it's a lot of work the next one will probably be one adventure but uh yeah i think my goal is and i don't know if it's i I would like to retire from my job and do this part i remember yeah you've mentioned before do this part-time uh i like that dream too so i like that dream for me (laughs) so what i'm doing is you know i thought well if i can do if I can do five Kickstarter while I'm working this job, mm-hmm. I should be able to easily do five Kickstarters when I'm not doing this job. I I would say, do you need to do five Kickstarters? Can you do can you do four and one of the Kickstarters is just bigger? Because because yeah. that money that's going to shipping, there is like exhaustion from backers who like your stuff and they want to come back every time, but they've paid you fifty dollars in just shipping this year. Yeah, uh, I don't so. know. And that's a good question. I've asked other people about that question. We're all kind of trying to figure that one out. That, that's part of the reason why this one is multiple things. Because I don't, I've handled all my fulfillment myself. It's not a super fun task putting things in boxes all day long. Um, and people don't want to pay that much for shipping. So I'm, I'm trying to, I, it won't be all of them, but I want to do more large, at least large for me size Kickstarters to, yeah, ship think, less and make people pay for shipping less. Yeah. The idea would be is to Gary's appendix, um, a, um, to Gary's appendix and to do the journey of the Madlands. And to get at least one traveler zine out. So I think there's enough of a mix too yeah. that I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're people... hitting different kind of TTRPG demographics. And the other thing is, I the, the problem is, and as you've you've probably noticed, is I, I don't always have things figured out. Like Gary's appendix, I pretty much have figured out. Like that's that's pretty much, you know, I get the, I got I got mm. a stable of writers. They produce a certain amount of work. I got the layout all figured out, yeah. You know, but there's others. It's like, and I think if I can get, if I can get enough writers and I get enough things figured out, it's easier. The more writing I do, and the less, uh, the more chaos I have in my head, uh, the harder it is. Well, we'll see if you can do. I don't know. Hey, people, traveler is like mothership, at least in the sense that it is a. Uh, perfect opportunity to have a in-universe patch that is like tied to a corporation in the traveler universe so you got your swag opportunities you make a little pamphlet adventure and have multiple stuff together and and have a a legitimate reason to have a bigger kickstarter yeah yeah i think uh yeah i don't know it's it is all the other thing is the reason I want a lot of these out is is I'm gonna try various I'm called probing actions. Mm-hmm. So the traveler zine, I think it, with just a minimal amount of effort, it all of a sudden can turn into a mutant year zero or a year <laughs> zero engine zine. So people could use that for alien. They could use it for um, they could use it for uh, they could use it for. Um, uh, Coriolis. 
And so um, the, um, you know, so that's one thing. I got another thing I'd like to get done. It's like, I could go see, but I also wouldn't mind trying the, um, I would also wouldn't mind trying the uh, um, Cypher system. Yeah. And then I could actually do a Kickstarter that would strictly be like, like what you're, you know, like, you know, like, like I'm going to try this for the year zero engine. I'll do a Kickstarter. All the art's bought, all the writing's done. It's just that then all of a sudden it's like, how, you know, then I can actually safely go ahead and, and dip my toe, set a funding level that I really want. And if it doesn't reach it, it's like no yeah. big deal. So I, uh, it seems to be working for me at least, but yeah, if you're going to do five a year, you need to also get them out quick. Cause otherwise Kickstarter won't let you do more. So you, you got to come pretty prepared. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It may not be viable. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, anyway, I think we're hitting the uh, time space continuum. Uh, tis, tis so I, I see the, uh, the wormhole looming. Yes, we don't we don't want to get sucked into the wormhole. That would be bad. <laughs> it, it's not my favorite way to vacation. No, <laughs> I hear you. So anyway, I you know I would say good luck on your Kickstarter, but it looks like the uh, the rabbit's foot's already in the pocket and working. So uh, <laughs> uh, now we'll just wonder see how far it go. So I would think man, if you could do double that, that would be sweet. I, you know, I was looking at um, Levi Combs, this recent one is uh, Occurrence at Howling Crater. And that, you know, he basically did like 6,000 on day one and, and did a, and a little bit more than doubled it. So, and that's about where I sat. So I'm hoping, um, yeah, I got Elfland Beyond the Fields. We know big zine that it's got like six adventure locales and items and curses and traps all about Elfland. And I got a, point crawl that takes place in the hundred acre woods. I got a, like I said, the manor crawl that is, you know, more, you, you want your dungeon, but it's, it's a, it's a manor, but you run it just the same as any old dungeon and then small bite-sized funnel. And so I, I made all the things that you can start your campaign in Elfland. You got all the connective tissue with the zine and you got two full adventures. So I, I tried to put together a real pretty package for folks. Well, great. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that, and uh, and um, we'll see how this year winds up with your uh, other two Kickstarters. So, yeah, we'll see. There's a lot more work to do before I get those working. No rest for the weary. <laughs> well, what's funny is the other night I'm I'm working on stuff, and I get a message from Levi. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> got a backer kit problem." Okay. <laughs> we start discussing stuff, and it's like, "Thanks, man." Like. This is what it is. Everybody else is, you know, enjoying movies, doing stuff. And here we are on a Monday night, just like working away, like trying to figure out, uh, trying to figure out printing issues and why things files aren't loading and just like, oh my goodness. It's a glamorous life we live. <laughs> and, and we got to go to conventions and eat like crap for three days yeah. and, uh, and come home and feel, feel rejuvenated, but also kind of sick. Yes, exactly. So anyway, uh, you take care and until next time, mister. All right. Next time, Joe.